They say small business is the backbone of America. So what's the best way to support a small business? It is to learn more about them and share with your family and friends. We interview founders from across the world who have started and scaled their business through the ups and downs, long hours, and the rewards that come from sacrificing their time to build their business. Welcome to First to Arrive, Last to Leave, The Journey of an Entrepreneur. All right, welcome to another episode of First to Arrive, Last to Leave. I'm Erin Greger. I'm Courtney Radloff. And we have another very special guest today, another Cohort 20 tour, uh, Nicolette Barrett. Nicolette, welcome. Hi, so glad to be here. Oh, well, we're very excited <laughs> to have you. I told Courtney before you jumped on, I'm like, I know you you guys haven't met yet. I'm like, get ready for the energy. So uh, I know you will not, no pressure, but I have no <laughs> doubt you will not disappoint us. Um, so, all right, Nic- Nicolette is... Uh, her company is iRock Development Solutions and iRock Resumes. Uh, mm-hmm. Your focus is, I know you help in various areas of the business, but I know you specifically help in that career development, resumes, uh, but you also help in like in the business and VAs. So can you tell us a bit about both these companies and how you service uh, corporate and entrepreneurs? Oh, I'm so glad that you asked that question. Yes. Um, so what I did, I started off, you know, focusing on the career professional just with writing resumes. And so therefore it has evolved into not only helping career professionals, as my little tagline says, land the job of their dreams and create a career that rocks. I've been a little bit over to the business side, helping businesses not only rock out their LinkedIn profile, because my nickname is, you know, the get hired strategist. And when I have that nickname, it's not only helping my uh, career professionals land their jobs, but I'm also helping businesses land clients by rocking out their LinkedIn profile to really make sure that it's marketing and branded toward their ideal client. And then I started something in our cohort, I kind of spun off as our growth project to start um offering virtual assistance to small businesses, that's different than what you see out there. We don't do any contracts. You now, now you pay for your own virtual assistant anywhere from $6 to $10 an hour. We help you set it up and um, get you all, you know, onboarded and you just pay us a monthly fee where we just basically manage them for you. So we're really helping the um, small entrepreneur to actually get help because that's one of the things that I learned is that I cannot do this alone. So when I bit the um, bullet and actually hired my first VA, I have been hooked ever since because it does make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing better than the pass off for sure. Okay, yeah. so I want to dive in though because I want to mm-hmm. talk about your history with this company and starting it. You, it, it's not you still have a corporate career. I know mm-hmm. you talk a lot about that juggle, but mm-hmm. can you first start about? or talk about like when you you're working corporate and you're like, I want to start helping people with their resumes and how it branched off to its own thing. And then how it's morphed into what it is now. Oh, that's a great question because, you know, as a writer, I'm a, I'm a writer at heart. And one of the things I've always done for people down through the years, even through college is help people with their resumes. So I've been doing it for free because people always ask me to do it. And I never thought I can actually earn money from it. But as I was doing my dual career, I mean, actually working in corporate America, we went through a major change. Now, as a corporate leader, your responsibility is develop your team 
for those next opportunities. So that's just par for the core. But what magnified it is that our company was going through a major expansion. And so we had to get our teams ready to get promoted into new opportunities. And so that was a charge. We got to bring new people in to fill their spots to then push them through the organization. So it was pretty much magnified. So when I started working with my actual team, I actually got five, um, did their internal resumes, helped them with their interview prep. And I would just sit them down next to me and say, okay, sit next to me. I'm going to make you sound like a rock star because they would send me these horrible write-ups. I'm like, what is this? And so I'm like, no, you're not going to get an interview with this. So I would actually rewrite it. And so I got half of my team at that time. I had um, 11 people on my team and I got five of them promoted. And then I started, you know, uh, working with the next five, got them promoted. And I got my whole team except for one, but she was getting married and relocating down to Houston. So she said, no, nah, Miss Nicolette, I don't, I don't want to, you know, go for it. I'm getting married and I'm, my husband going to basically take care of me. So she, she was quitting the company. I'm like, okay. So I got my whole team promoted. And then they end up giving me another team and I helped some, you know, some of my mentees and some of my uh, peers get promoted and all this kind of stuff. And it was two of my employees that came back and said, well, Miss Nicolette, you're really good at this. If I didn't work for you, I would um, hire you to pay, uh, pay you to do this. I said, what, people get paid to do this? And I'm like... And I'm just so focused on corporate America rising up the corporate ladder. I wasn't thinking about actually starting a business. And I'm like, wow. So I kind of like put a little blurb out on social media. And then I start having all these people weigh in. Oh, yeah, you did mine. You, you know, help me get this race because I would not only do their internal resumes, I would actually write up their performance reviews. So their managers say, okay, give me all the stuff that you've done so I can evaluate you. So I got these people all this money. Aaron, they didn't even give me a gift card. And I'm like, yo, what in the world? So I, and, and it was like mind blowing to me. But then I thought about it, I said, wait a minute. When I was coming down to Texas from Chicago, I did pay someone to do my resume and it was horrible. I ended up rewriting the whole thing. And so I never even thought about it. And I paid a lot of money back then. And so I just started playing with the idea, put it out on social media. Then I started getting inbox where people ask me, how much would I charge? And y'all gonna laugh at this. I started charging enough to get a manicure and pedicure. Cause that's all I, <laughs> that's all I'm like, cause I'm just so focused on corporate. I'm like, no, I'm getting ready to go to the next level. You know, I'm just focusing on that. Not really doing a business. This was just some, you know, fun money to, you know, pay for some stuff. Then it started paying the light bill. Then it started paying some other bills. I said, wait a minute, I think I got something here. And if it wasn't for those two employees who I got promoted from a paraprofessional role to a um, professional technical role, they each got $14,000 uh, increase in their salaries. So that was starting to prove. So that's when I said, you know what, maybe so. And then I started, after I started getting a lot of manicures and pedicures, I started figuring out, I need to do this for real. And that's when I became really serious about it. So I birthed the business on my mom's birthday, uh, may her rest in peace uh, up, in, up in heaven, May 25th, 2014. That's when I actually launched out and actually started really building the business. And I've, I'll be in um, nine years. Oh gosh, on the 25th of this month, 20 more days. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> so- I'm interested in this side of it because I know you've added on more stuff, but how, mm -hmm. excuse me, how have you built a company where it's not just you writing mm -hmm. resumes because you've got the special sauce, right? You've got the skill. So mm -hmm. how have you been able to scale it where it's your secret sauce, but it's not just the one where you're doing it? 
And so one of the things I'm very good at is um, uh, I found out that I'm very good at is strategy. And I used to think, you know, as women, we think those soft skills, oh, I'm good at time management, I'm good at organizational skills. But it was actually my male leaders that identified that I am very strategic. And I'm like, oh, I just thought that's how, you know, everybody did. So I was like, no, you know how to organize and strategize to get the results that you need. I'm like, okay. So I kind of put that in my back pocket because when you think about strategic, women really don't don't think like that. We think of the soft skills more so. So when I started really looking at my business, I started taking my corporate background because I work for a Fortune 39 multi-billion dollar organization and everything that they taught me I, as a leader and all of these business acumen and things like that, I started looking at that this major company and said, how can I take that model and really uh, implement it in my organization? So when people say, oh, just quit your job and go jump out there, you may need to stay a little bit. Learn what you can at that corporate company, especially if they're successful, so you can replicate that in your own. So that's the first thing I start doing. How do I come up with strategic priorities? How do I come up with a mission? How do I come up with a vision? How do I come up with um, standard operating procedures, workflows, all of those kinds of things? So when I started looking at that, I said, okay, now this is bigger than me. So now I have to get help. So when I first hired my uh, first virtual assistant that I had a sales girl that would do the uh, warming up the client before they get to me and I will close them. So I had her doing a lot of that stuff. And when I hired those two individuals, that really taught me I can't do it alone. And it wasn't until my really good friend I was telling you about before, she saw me, she works at the same company. She said, you're out here speaking everywhere. You need help. So she said, I'm going to come alongside you and help you because I wrote books and I'll be out speaking. I forget about my books, y'all. Then she's like, why are you not even taking your books? But her daughter was a um, child author. So she had already did a lot of this stuff. So she started coming and going with me and put out a table, sell my books, book me extra gigs and all that kind of stuff. So she started working with me. So she's now my director of speaking and events. So she makes sure when people reach out to me, she's um, negotiating the fees. She's doing everything because I'm too nice. I'm like, I'm doing whatever you want me to do. She's like, you will not talk to another person. So she stopped talking to people. And so now she takes care of all of that. So now that I have all of these different things going on, I have people to help me do a lot of that, which is great. And I'm telling you, virtual assistants are where it is. I have a person right now that's managing my inbox, who's developing my voice to respond back because I get so many inbox requests. I have, I hired, I'm a junior writer now who's doing a heavy list lifting of my resume writing. So when it comes to me, I put the I rock magic sauce on it before they get to the client. Then I have my director of opera, uh, director of, of speaking and um, engagements was she and Vincent, she does that. Then I have a director of operations and he runs the I rock um, staffing services for me. So he does all of that. He does his business operations. He does all the onboarding and everything. So I had to put people in place, train them to make sure that they know what to do so they can go forth. And that training piece is uh, very important because I've had the in, uh, time where I've done stuff and really said, here, just do it. Didn't train them. I said, oh no, I got to bring that back. I got to make sure that they know what to do. So I started doing that way and I'm still building my team out, but it's the best decision I've ever made. Because again, juggling a, a fortune um, 39 responsibility as a corporate leader with the team and I have my team um, in the evening time, it's a lot to do and I can't do it by myself. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm so curious about the, the virtual assistant thing. 
uh, I had an assistant at the end. Um, I was last year or sometime. Mm -hmm. And my team was like, it seems as though you're spending more time entertaining her than you are actually utilizing her. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And I've done all the sales and marketing on my own. What, like, what prompts someone to say, okay, this is the reason I need a VA. Like, what are the, like, what can you tag them as? Is it someone in sales? Is it someone in marketing? Is it someone in ops? Like, each their own or they do they do it all how does that work and that and i have tried to do a um a one person that does everything but it was too much because then they become overwhelmed so that's when i started specializing and pulling people out for different things i've actually written i do have a whole folder here that's just staffing so i know what kind of um social media person i have which all that social media stuff that goes out there I don't do that. So I said, what do I want for a social media marketer? What do I need for an operations person? What do I need to actually be what I call a general VA that answers emails, you know, customer service type stuff and organize my email inbox? What do I need as far as uh, speaking in events? So I had to identify the areas that I needed help in so I could do what I love. And what I love is speaking on stage and writing resumes. It's crazy, but I am just a geek when it comes down to writing. I love all of the writing. So I want to be able to do what I want to do. So I would say, think about what it is that you're really good at, where it pushes a needle in your company, where that's the highest ticket thing that you are doing. Then farm out everything else. Because once you understand what you need and how you want to operate, It'll come to you to say, yep, I need this person to do this. I need this person to do that. And they don't have to do it full time. You all, me, you may only need your general VA only 20 hours a week. And you may only need your director of uh, uh, even speaking in events on an as needed basis because she gets a percentage of whatever I make when I go out and speak. So she's not on payroll. This is okay. When you negotiate everything, you get this percentage based on that. Book sales, she gets that on, on top of that as well because she did all the work. Now, are they international, stateside? How does that? Both. I have I have a lady in Canada that's my uh, junior resume writer. I have uh, my director of speaking events. She works at the same company I do. <laughs> so she's right here with me in Dallas. And then I have my virtual assistant is in Cairo, Egypt. And then my director of operations, he's in the Philippines. And then he, and it's so funny because he's got an assistant. I said, okay, Ian, you're going to need an assistant. So he has an assistant that's um in the Philippines as well. <laughs> yeah. And my other, my social media person is right here in, um, where is Erin? I think she's in Fort Worth. Or so she's South, South South Lake area, somewhere around there. So she's there. She's a um one of my mentee resume writers that's doing more writing and get into the social media. So she understands resume writing. So it made sense for me to hire her to do all my uh marketing and social media marketing. So that's what she does. So she's out there doing her thing. I said, girl, you know how to do resume stuff. So I didn't have to do a lot of training. So she's doing all that for me. Mm-hmm. So and they're how all long over. Does it mm -hmm. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And then how long do integrate them into your business? What's their training process? Like, what does that look like? 
for you. And so, well, one of the things I do is meet with them individually to say, okay, this is my vision. And what I do is give them the general thing I need them to do because what I consider is still building. Like for example, my new um, general VA, I said, I want you to not only, I gave uh, YouTube university, y'all, <laughs> go find videos to train them on. So I find the videos on what I like that I want my general VA to do. And I use those links and I say, okay, now your first thing is you go look at those videos and also listen to these podcasts. If I heard a you know, great podcast about a VA, I want you to listen to that. Then I want you to develop the standard operating procedures for that thing. Here's what I generally think it is, but it's your responsibility to build them out because you're doing it every day. That's not my expertise. That's your expertise. And this is how I get it. I want you all to think about this. When you hire somebody, my way of trying to retain them is said, okay, I want you to build this out so that when you start promoting through the organization, you can train the next person up under you. And she was like, bit. <laughs> so that's it. So that's what you have to do. But really put a lot of onus on them because then they feel empowered to buy into your company. Because otherwise, you're going to be a micromanager or a manager. You don't want to manage everything. You want to give them the general idea and let them build it out. And I told my uh, general VA, I said, you're going to teach me your process. I'm going to follow what you want me to do. So you are the boss of my email and you are the boss of my action items. You're going to tell me what I need to do. That's what she's doing. I love this so much because my brain mm -hmm. is, I've got to figure it out. So I love like your idea of mm -hmm. go to YouTube. This is what I want. Yeah. You figure it out because my brain would say, okay, then I've got to go watch the video, figure it out. And then I've oh. got to teach the VA how to do that. But oh, I yeah. love it. It's like, you mm -hmm. go figure it out and write the, I, that is genius. Yep. And that's what's been working for me. I'm, I don't have time for that. These are the videos I want you to watch. And this is going to help you do this. All right. Well, I want to talk about your juggle because it sounds like you're putting the right people in place to help you. So you're not doing this all yourself as entrepreneurs mm -hmm. tend to do typically. How mm -hmm. has it been building Actually, so you've talked about building the team, but can you talk about the juggle? Because there's going to be a lot of people that are listening to this that want to start something. They have a corporate job. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what I love about your story, yes, there's, there's a means to an end for you, but mm -hmm. you're looking at retiring first and then we're like focusing on IROC. So can you talk about this whole juggle that you've been doing and how you've been able to manage it? Because you're also, you've got you've got a whole life outside of your yeah. corporate job too. It's not like you're single, mm -hmm. just running this. So can you talk about that? Yeah. What I, what I really have implemented is a split mindset. And as I was just saying a little while ago, I make sure that I take care of my corporate business so I can take care of my own business. And what I mean by that, when I'm at work, I'm at work. I have seen a lot of people try to infiltrate their side hustle while they're working and it never works. It calls chaos and overstress. And I'm saying this from experience, especially when we went home, because I'm like, oh, I'm at home. I'm about to do a whole lot of um, IROC work. It was the most stressful thing ever. You can't do that. So you have to really organize your time and work to get your things done. Now, being a leader, I'm on salary. There's no overtime for me. So when what that means, you work whenever. 
I have mastered my work, my nine to five work to that, to the point that at, at the company I work for, we don't work 40 hour weeks. It's a whole history on why we only work 38, 45, but I make sure I get all of my work done within 38, 45. And so therefore I can go home at night and then work on my business from five to nine, literally. And then if I do something, I'll do something during lunchtime, maybe a, like a podcast interview or something like that. I can do that during my lunchtime. But I have been able to make sure that my schedule is blocked where I don't do anything. And one of the beauty of my business, because most of my career professionals, they work. I don't have a lot of clients that um, are unemployed. My Most of my clients are looking to transition into other careers. So they work. They can't speak to me until the evening or on Saturdays. So I have trained my clients on when they can contact me and when they can interact with me. And I also build the business comfortable so that it's not intrigued, you know, going over to the other side. So you have to think about that too. Do you want to build it such as so that it's so booming that it's going to push you out of your corporate nine to five? That may, may be the right thing for some people. I'm too close to retirement. I have been counseled. Girl, don't you leave that pension on that table. Don't you leave all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit still and ride it out to get all of the things that I have earned by being with this organization for 29 years This um on May 25th. So I'm going to do that for me. But you have to really structure your business so that you can effectively do your, give you your honest uh, work, honest day's work to that organization who is what I call your angel investor so that you could then build your business on the backside. And that's another thing that I do because I have that angel investor, I can really leverage and do a whole lot of take a lot of risk with my company because I don't use, I don't use my business money for my livelihood. I'm stashing money. So when I re, when I retire, I will have my whole full year salary in the bank before I start doing my business full time. So I'm being, again, that's my strategic mindset. How do I build a sustainable business while I'm working so that I can roll off and be fully into it and still pay my employees? So you have to have that strategy in mind, but you need to make sure that you're focusing on your own company that you work for, who is your angel investor. That's why my company allows me to do what I do because they know I take care of them. They like, mm -mm. and they're, they, they'll join my, my um, live stream. They do all of that. They are some of my biggest cheerleaders. And because I take care of what they're asking me to do. I, I think there's such beauty in the non-micromanaging world. <laughs> like you can like give someone a little bit of rope, right. And let them do yeah. their thing. I I've got people on my staff that like, I don't I don't need to like know that their butt is in the chair is the work mm -hmm. done is it of quality did yep. they pay attention mm -hmm. okay I love that that's mm -hmm. amazing mm -hmm. and that's what I do I grew up in the organization without having any leaders that are micromanaging now not to say that the organization doesn't have micromanagers I have been so blessed not to have a micromanager and I and I always say it's really the individual because if you're trustworthy Trust me, they will trust you and let you do whatever you want to do. And that's what I make exactly. sure I do. And that's my integrity to that organization. I have high integrity. I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. Now, this is another thing. I am not the one that's trying to be a superstar. 
I'm never going to do a hundred percent kill myself and all that kind of stuff. Because at this point, I'm not trying to climb the corporate ladder anymore. I am given what I tell my people all the time. The goal is 85%. I give 85%. And that means I am meeting expectations. So that 15 additional percent, I save to the evening time and I give that 115 to my own business. That's what I do. I love it. And I got to give Nicolette props too. So not, so when I met you, not only were you do, okay, working a full-time job. Yeah. I forgot about running a company, going through Goldman Sachs, 10 KSB program. And you were doing at least one other certification. I think you were two. Yes. I was yes. doing, I was going to University of Texas at Dallas, getting, going through the executive coaching, executive and professional coaching program. That's a year long program. And I was going through the Be Well program, which is the black women's entrepreneurship leadership program at the same time. And that was meeting on Thursdays. And then my um, UTD program, I was meeting Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So every single day I was in class. Now, I didn't expect to get accepted to both programs, the Goldman Sachs and the Be Well. I was just put in just to see. But then when I got accepted, I said, oh my gosh, I got all of these things. And they just happened to fall on different days. So that first quarter, especially because all the other programs were rolling off because the Be Well rolled off first in March, then uh, Goldman Sachs. And then I graduated from UTD in August. So that first um, quarter, I, it was crazy. And yeah, and I said, I got to I got to get it done because in another at that time, it was two years before retirement because I will be the double nickels in November. And my goal is to retire in the middle of next year or the end of next year. That's and I had to get it done. And I was so grateful that my organization actually paid for that UTD executive coaching program. That's another benefit of sometimes staying with your organization because you can use, um, you know, tuition reimbursement. I didn't have to pay for that $14,000 program. They did. You're not going to know what to do with yourself when you're retired and you're like, you only have your, (laughs) you only have your business to run. You're going to be like 90 hours a week. I've been doing this for, oh my gosh, but I got it done. And it was some of the best things. I just, I I said, this is an opportunity. I got to do it now or never. And I just went Mm -hmm. for it. And they just, so they fell on the days I needed. It was so perfect because I wouldn't have known what to do if things were double up on the days, but yeah, all the the, the homework and oh my gosh, it was, it was a challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So what's next for you? Oh gosh, let me see. I'm really focusing on um, re-strategizing the business. So one of the things I've taken off this week because um, today and then next week, because I've been with the organization for so long, I get emails saying, you're about to max out on your PTO, take some time off. So, so I, so I had too much PTO. So I said, okay, let me go ahead and take a week off. So this week I am actually redoing a lot of my SOPs, my strategic uh, priorities. Cause I just finished another uh, program, uh, founders, uh, uh, founders first. And I went through the zebra leadership. I did the entry level. Then they brought me back to do the next level, um, lever level. And so I'm going to be redoing a whole lot of those strategies, 
even more so and tighten them up better so that when I go back to work, then everything is even smoother. So I'm working on my workflows, my standard operating procedures. I've tightened up my mission and vision statement. It is so awesome. And my, you know, core um, strategies is, is so awesome. So I'm going to be focusing on that. So I'll get up like I'm going to my nine, my corporate job, get up in the morning like I do, get my coffee, and that's all I'm going to do is work on IROC processes and administrative backside and then service my customers in the evening. Mm. So that's that's my next. As far as building another piece of the business, no. I'm tightening up what I already got going on. I like it though. <laughs> yes. How do you keep it all organized? Oh, gosh. I, that, that's one of my gifts is that time management organization. I've always been able to do that even when, even before I had a business. And I, and this is so funny. If, if some of people at State Farm listen to this, some of my people know, they used to, they named me um, NB time. I don't know if you, well, I don't know if y'all heard of CP time. Have you ever heard of that CP time? Okay, now I'm going real ethnic now. So CP time is color people time. So we don't show up enough stuff on time for hardly anything, okay? So, but then they named, me at the at, at the corporation in B time. And so that was Nicolette Barrett time because I would come in at nine o'clock, leave at three, because <laughs> I was always able to get all my work done. And I'm like, y'all the ones be putting in all those hours. You gotta have a process and a strategy to get it done. And I've always been able to do that. So I just brought those skills over to what I do with my business. So I'm very organized. I look at a process and I try to streamline it so it's so simple and it's repeatable. And so I use ClickUp. That's one of the things I use, my project management system. I love ClickUp. And I use um, a CRM, which is called Dubsado, to service my clients. And those are, and then I use my Google Calendar. My Google Calendar, I have to live by. So I have everything blocked off. And I even have things color-coded. I know when things are going to be, I have green for things that's of my strategic part priority, which means money. I have red that is IROC administrative services because that's my brand color, red. And then I have purple for learning and development. So anytime I'm learning or developing or anything, or even my people, that's what we're doing. And then I have blue. What is my blue? My blue. Okay, I got to find it. But I got a blue color too on my calendar that I do. So everything is color coded. And because I have everything color coded, it makes it makes everything easy for me to do it. So I'm really organized with that. Let me see. What is my blue? My blue is my general task. Yep, that's what I do. Everything is sorted. So if I, once you develop that system, you have to work the system. Am I perfect at it? No. That's why I'm working next week to streamline it even more. But I have a system. If you don't have a system and a process, then you're all over the place. And that keeps me sane. If I don't have it, I will be all, I, it will just be too much. But I have to have a system. So impressive. It really uh, is. <laughs> I know it's crazy. All right. Mm -hmm. You want to do rapid fire? I know we're running low on time. Absolutely. Um, so what's your favorite beverage? Right here. This is my favorite <laughs> beverage, y'all. Kombucha simply organic at the uh, Kroger store. Zero sugar. It is lemon gender with live probiotics. I love this stuff. This is my jam. Yep. And it's expensive, I but I don't care. I buy them all the time. I have to try that. I love kombucha, but I've never tried Kroger's brand. Yep. I'm simply organic, zero sugar. They have other ones with too much sugar and I can't have all that sugar. My doctor told me so. 
I get the zero sugar, but it tastes so good. That is my jam. That is my favorite beverage. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, your uh, best advice you've ever been given. Oh, um, oh, I've got a lot of, I've thought about this question. Um, higher to your weaknesses, focus on your strengths, higher to your weaknesses. I am not a, a bookkeeper. I don't know why the heck I was trying to keep my own books. That's a mess y'all. And if it wasn't for 10 KSB teaching me what to do, I don't know. I'm hiring to my weaknesses. I want to focus on my strengths. I'm going to put that on a sticky note on the back of my door. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love it. Yep. Uh, I need that. Um, dinner with anyone. Oh, I thought about that too. I want to have dinner with Gail King. And you know why? She going to bring Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's strategy right there, y'all. That's strategy. I'm going to get the best <laughs> friend because she's going to be like, come on, girl, let's go be Nicolette. Mm-hmm. So I get both yeah. of them. I'm a big Gail King fan. I love her. Mm-hmm. And I love Oprah, I too. Who, who everybody loves Oprah. Everybody loves Oprah. <laughs> I, yes. Mm-hmm. There was a second where I someone, ha- I think, had like a sticker said like Oprah for president. I'm like, I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, all, we will all uh, vote for her. Okay. I, don't, I don't know America who wouldn't vote for her. <laughs> Just yeah. saying it would be yes. um okay in or, or your morning routine I don't have one surprisingly I suck at morning routines I am a <laughs> night owl I have tried okay. so many ways I mean I I I drag out of bed and I get coffee and I plop down that is about as routine as I get <laughs> That is, it's so interesting. I really think there should, I, I want to like learn more about morning people versus evening people. Cause my husband is like, he's, he like turns on at like three o'clock and he's woo. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like trying to wind down. <laughs> it's weird. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are you reading? Deep work. I just finished it and I need to read it again. Deep work. That really, I'm going to be listening to it as I really work on all of these things this week. Deep work is probably, I mean, there's so many books I've heard your guests um, talk about. Atomic Habits, I've listened to that twice. Um, Profit First, anything but by Mike Michalowicz, I read everything that he has. But right now, I just went through Deep Work, and I am just in awe of that book, Deep Work. Is it is it uh, about habits? Uh, deep work no it's about how do you sit down and do what I basically do look at an actual system and only deeply focus on that and that's what I do he he's giving me additional things I can put into my arsenal on how I work because that's my time blocking method I sit down when I tell my clients you got to give me everything in your folder I show them all the different folders I have I don't start your work until I have everything in my folder because when I'm working on your stuff I will not break that zone. I have to zone in on that. And that's what I'm doing. Multitasking is a myth. I'm sorry. It just is. You can't really fully function and move your business forward and be productive by multitasking. So now I like habit stacking. So if you're walking and listening to a uh, podcast, habit stacking, I can do multitasking when you're growing a business, 
No, deep work is where it is. Okay, I'm for sure getting that book mm-hmm. because I think there is this like glorified idea about being a multitasker and you just calling it non-existent made me go, oh, it's probably mm-hmm. not. No, and one <laughs> of the things that I do, y'all, in, in my business is another thing I would like to let you all know. I think about what needs to be done and you know what my next question is? Who's going to do it? Mm-hmm. Oh, who not? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm yeah. not doing it. I'm fine. I'm like, okay, who can I find to do this? I am not doing it. No. <laughs> That's you got a reason. Yep. As because if I know it needs to be done and it's not in my wheelhouse, meaning I'm if I'm not coaching my clients, I'm not writing for my clients, and I'm not working with my B two B, then I'm finding somebody else to do it. I'm not doing that. I don't want to do social media. Can I do social media? Yeah, I ain't doing that. No. Mm-hmm. Thank <laughs> you for giving us. And that's like, it's, it's, yeah, you don't have to. It's like, but you know, cause everyone tells you, I, anyways, we could, I digress. Right, right. Uh, we could go on. Yes. <laughs> Coffee date. Um, mm-hmm. Hot bucket list item. I want to go to Barcelona, Spain. I have been wanting to go. So y'all, I will start a GoFundMe account. If y'all want to give me a dollar or two, I need, I want to go to Barcelona, Spain. Now, surprisingly, my degree from University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign is in Spanish. I, yeah, I graduated with a Spanish degree and I, my, I had a double minor economics and business administration. That's before they developed the, well, they were just starting to develop international business um, uh, degrees. And I was about to transfer to Bradley University who just introduced it. But my university said, no, we're created for you, not going anywhere. So they created it for me. So I was really the first person to graduate with a pseudo international business degree at the University of Illinois. And and the first African American <laughs> as well. <laughs> and wow. yep, and as a teenager, I won a scholarship from what is now Chase Bank to study in Peru, South America. And I stayed with a Peruvian uh, Chinese family and I learned how to speak Castellano. So when I learned how to speak Castellano and I took on Spanish all through high school, it just made sense for me to continue. But I did get accepted as a computer engineer. I got accepted into the engineering college. And that's why I have this left brain and this right brain that I can do these types of things. But my personality really didn't fit with engineering. <laughs> that's not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, I left the College of Engineering and went general and kept taking Spanish. So I ended up graduating with a pseudo international business degree. I love mm-hmm. that. <laughs> uh, what's your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure. Oh, what do I do? I don't do it anymore. I need to get back to it. Scrapbooking. Mm. I'm a nerd. I like, I like pictures and scissors and stickers and all that kind of stuff. So when I roll off, maybe I should say that, Aaron, when I roll off and retire, I will make room for my scrapbooking again. I was big in going to conventions and all this kind of stuff, volunteering, being a teacher's pet, teaching. I love that stuff. I just have not been able to do it. Well, surprisingly, because I got everything else going on. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's that will be a, a renewed guilty pleasure outside of just giving my dog bam bam kisses and stuff. That's about it. I just smother him <laughs> with kisses. <laughs> yep. 
I love it. Well, Nicola, thank you so much for doing this. I'm so glad we were able to connect. If somebody wanted to find out more or connect with you, where's the best place they should go? Well, the first place I would say is my website, irockresumes.com. You can find out all of my services there. I even do outplacement services. So any business, unfortunately, needing to downsize, I do um, take contracts. I just landed a contract with Dallas Theater to help them with outsourcing or outplacement services. And they can also find me on LinkedIn. That's my jam. I'm all over social media, irockresumes. But if you look up my name, N-I-C-K-Q, I am the only one on all social media with that long name. So find me on LinkedIn and connect with me. Definitely there. Awesome. And that'll be on our notes page too, over at first to arrive, last to leave. Thank you so much again for doing this today. Thank you, Erin. It's been y'all. It's been my pleasure to be here with you all. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. 